Section 37 of Stories from Le Mort d'Arthur and the Mabinogion, retold by Beatrice Clay. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 37 The Passing of Arthur. So King Arthur lay wounded to the death, grieving not that his end was come, but for the desolation of his kingdom and the loss of his good knights. And looking upon the body of Sir Lucan, he said it and said, Alas, true knight, dead for my sake. If I lived, I should ever grieve for thy death, but now mine own end draws near. Then turning to Sir Bedivere, who stood soaring beside him, he said, Leave weeping now, for the time is short and much to do. Hereafter shall thou weep if thou wilt. But take now my sword Excalibur, hasten to the waterside, and fling it into the deep then watch what happens and bring me word thereof my lord said sir bedivere your command shall be obeyed and taking the sword he departed but as he went on his way he looked on the sword how wondrously it was formed and the hilt all studded with precious stones and as he looked he called to mind the marvel by which it had come into the king's keeping for on a certain day as arthur walked on the shore of a great lake there had appeared above the surface of the water a hand brandishing a sword on the instant the king had leaped into the boat and rowing unto the lake had got the sword and brought it back to land then he had seen how on one side of the blade was written keep me but on the other throw me away and so perplexed he had shown it to merlin the great wizard who said keep it now the time for casting away has not yet come Thinking on this, it seemed to Bedivere that no good but harm must come of obeying the king's word, so hiding the sword under a tree, he hastened back to the little chapel. Then said the king, What sowst thou? Sir, answered Bedivere, I saw not but the waves, heard not but the wind. That is untrue, said the king Arthur. I charge thee, as thou art true knight, go again, and spare not to throw away the sword. Sir Bedivere departed a second time, and his mind was to obey his lord, but when he took the sword in his hand, he thought, Sin it is and shameful, to throw away so glorious a sword. Then hiding it again, he hastened back to the king. What sousdo? said King Arthur. Sir, I saw the water lap on the cracks. Then spoke the king in great wrath, Traitor and unkind, twice hast thou betrayed me are dazzled by the splendor of the jewels though that till now hast ever been dear and true to me go yet again but if thou fell me this time i will rise and with mine own hands slay thee then sir bedivere left the king and that time he took the sword quickly from the place where he had hidden it and forbearing even to look upon it he twisted the belt about it and flung it with all his force into the water a wondrous sight he saw for as the sword touched the water a hand rose from out of the deep caught it brandished it thrice and threw it beneath the surface sir bedivere hastened back to the king and told him what he had seen it is well said arthur now bear me to the water's edge and hasten i pray thee for i have tarried over long and my wound has taken cold so Sir Bedivere raised the king on his back and bore him tenderly to the lonely shore, where the lapping waves floated many an empty helmet, and the fitful moonlight fell on the upturned faces of the dead. 
Scarce had they reached the shore, when there hove in sight a barge, and on its deck stood three tall women, robed all in black and wearing crowns on their heads. Place me in the barge, said the king, and softly Sir Pedivere lifted the king into it, and these three queens wept sore over Arthur, and one took his head in her lap and chafed his hands, crying, Alas, my brother, thou hast been overlong in coming, and I fear me, thy wound has taken cold then the barge began to move slowly from the land when sir bedivere saw this he lifted up his voice and cried with a bitter cry ah my lord arthur thou art taken from me and i whither shall i go comfort thyself said the king for in me is no comfort more i pass to the valley of avilion heal me of my grievous wound if thou seest me never again pray for me so the barge floated away of sight, and Sir Bedivere stood straining his eyes after it till it had vanished utterly. Then they turned to him and journeyed through the forest until at daybreak he reached a hermitage. Entering it, he prayed the holy hermit that he might abide with him, and there he spent the rest of his life in prayer and holy exercise. But of King Arthur is no more known. Some men indeed say that he is not dead, but abides in the happy valley of Avalian until such time at his country's needs forest when he shall come again and deliver it others say that of a truth he is dead and that in the far west his tomb may be seen and written on it these words quote, here lies king arthur once king and king to be Unquote. end of section thirty seven read by anna nomoska